We're going to become the team that attracts that into our, we are going to serve this community at the level that we attract that. We are going to train and organize ourselves so we attract that. Now, I'm not talking about law of attraction. It's not, this is not passive. I'm talking about creating an environment that is a vacuum that pulls that into your business. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete here with Dr. Stephen Franson. What's going on, Dr. Pete? It is great to be together, and we are coming close to the end of another remarkable year. We hope and pray that yours has been remarkable. We also hope and pray that this podcast has added value to you if you're a regular listener. So grateful to be journeying with you. We've been getting some amazing uh, testimonies and feedback and reviews from you. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, keep those coming. If you're a new listener, this is your first show. Hey, welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast. We believe this show today is going to add tremendous value. We're diving into goal setting for 2020. Some of you probably are tuning in because a friend said, hey, make sure you listen to this episode as you prep for next year. So uh, just go ahead and uh, sit back, put on your seatbelts, uh, and get ready with the pen and paper because we're about to dive in. I'm interviewing. Uh, an expert here today, Dr. Steven, on goal setting. Real quick, if you haven't listened to the previous couple episodes, please do. In the last episode, we went over your 2020 vision. One of the things that we'll say is you cannot set goals for next year if you don't have a vision for it, right? It says in the Bible that if, if you don't have a vision, you perish, right? People without vision cast off restraint. They spin their wheels. They wonder why they keep getting nowhere so fast, right? So we've got to have a clear vision of where we want to go. So make sure you listen to the, the previous episode. In the episode before that, we talked about goal setting and we call it goal setting part one, which was actually the year in review. So make sure you look at that and listen to that episode as well, because that's all leading into what we're going into dive into today, which is goal setting, getting your 2020 goals set. And um, I have with me today the creator of the remarkable Vital Signs metric tracking system. We're talking about how you set goals Doc, Stephen, really excited about uh, interviewing you today and uh, just adding tons of value to all of our listeners. Yeah, I love this conversation. Um, I I do, I have to admit, um, it's it's not natural for me to be a numbers guy like I, I talked about in the uh, in the first goal setting uh, conversation, um, but I've just learned to love them. I've learned to, I don't love the Excel spreadsheets that come with it and the process of, of mining the data, et cetera. I'm a CEO. I like to have data flow to me. I like to get reports. Now, I love infographics, bar graphs, and pie charts. Man, I'm a sucker for trending, right? So I love analytics so I can look at it and know my business like it's a living organism. That's why we call it vital signs, right? So the vital signs are the key performance indicators of your practice. You want to be able to look at all your metrics, but you got to tease out key performance indicators. And those are the things that you use to quantify your goals, right? So we're going to get into this conversation. We're going to go deep. Uh, we're going to talk about the four domains of your practice uh, when it comes to goal setting, attraction, your marketing, conversion, which is sales, retention, which is value delivery, and of course, collections, right? So uh, ultimately, um, being uh, in the business of saving lives, you should get paid well for that, paid handsomely for that, right? And you don't want to just sort of let that fall in your lap and sort of happen. You got to plan for it, right? And you got to create clarity and define what success looks like. So uh, in the first episode, we use the analogy of good driving. So good leadership of a business is like good driving and you have to look out the windshield. So to see the future of what's coming, you got to be looking at the dashboard. So you're aware of the you know, present time consciousness of what's going on right now. 
and rear view mirror and side view mirror so you can see where you've been and what's going on behind you, right? So, and really the rear view mirror is what your metrics for the most part will be telling you is what happened behind me. Uh, there's some predictive future paced metrics that you'll be keeping as well, of course, but getting your reports to say, where have we been? What happened? And where did we win? And what did we learn? Yeah, it's, um, it's such an important thing that, that as we move forward, that you do have the data from the past so you can make great informed decisions moving forward. One of the things we have to do is we have to live in some sense of reality. So it's very important that you've got the data collected from 2019, the metrics that matter most. Here's what I'll say. When we finish with this episode, if you're not sure what's the metrics you should be collecting from last year, it's the same metrics that we're helping you set up for next year. So look in the past. Once you know what we set up for you today, because Dr. Steven is going to walk through, you know, looking at the four domains and the areas of your practice, what are, let's just say the three favorite, your three favorites, Dr. Steven, that's what we're actually doing. We're picking your favorites. And I would just say to you as a, as a listener, take Dr. Steven's favorites and go ahead and make them your favorites from last year <laughs> and then next year. Borrow uh, my favorites. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't reinvent the wheel. Like, and I'll tell you, just if you collect this data from last year that we're about to talk about that you need to set for next year, you'll be so far ahead going into next year. You want to talk about remarkable energy. Um, your energy is going to be amped up because um, you've collected this important information. So I will say that. But Doc, let's start at the top. We always talk about this idea of these big, hairy, audacious goals. So I know there's a real, there's a real strategy to this. So coming off of the vision, right? we've had a vision conversation talking about how important it is to have that clear vision. And the more vivid our vision is, the, the better it's going to be. Uh, so let's start high and then walk this all the way through this form in this sheet. But you talk about the big, hairy, audacious goals, but it's not just about those, right? There's other ones as well. Yeah. So um, just just as a quick recap of you know talking about a vision story, uh, you know, as a CEO, we are in charge of vision casting, right? So everybody's got to understand what does success look like now, and what success look like next. Like, where are we going? Like, what's what's the what's the dent in the universe we're going to make here together, right? So we know we've done our job really well and served our purpose and won the mission if it, we manifest this, right? So we look out into the future and we have our ultimate vision. Like this is the business that we're ultimately building. I think a, real, a realistic view of that, a real informative and powerful view of that as a chiropractor is three to five years out. Let's look at the five-year plan. You start getting out into the 10-year and things start getting a little wonky and I don't, wanna, I don't want wonkiness. I want clarity, right? Fuzzy targets don't get hit. So I want to have this clear picture of exactly what we're building five years from now, right? So three to five years is, I think, is what we'll call ultimate. Then you have now, which is your vision story for now. Like what's, what is the, what are the brutal facts? Where are we right now? Maybe you're crushing it, right? And it's all glorious. Maybe you're struggling or maybe somewhere in between, but where are we right now? We have a clear vision of exactly what's going on now. That's the awareness. That's the dashboard, right? I know my, I'm present time conscious. I'm aware I'm facing the brutal facts, the Stockdale complex. We're going to quote Jim Collins quite a bit today from good to great. If you haven't read that doc, it's a mandatory read. So the good to great uh, concept of brutal facts and embracing the current situation. And then where are we going next, right? So it's the next iteration of the practice. When you're goal setting right now, when you're talking about BHAGs and NHAGs, which we're going to get into in a moment, you're thinking about where are we going next? What's the business we're building in the next six to 12 months, right? So you have to have total clarity around that. Like, so if the three-year, five-year view is an eight out of 10 in clarity, I want you to have a nine or 10 out of 10 out of 10 
for clarity for where we're going next. So you can speak right into that as if it's already manifested. You should be able to say, close your eyes. I want you to see what I see. So once we have that clear, clear vision of where we're going in the next six to 12 months as a team, as an organization, exactly how it's going to manifest. Now it's time to assign metrics to those things because all of those, all of these elements, these outcomes, they're outcomes from activities and our activities are measurable. So we want to quantify that so everybody knows exactly what success looks like and we, they know if we've had a win. Yeah, I love that. Activities are measurable. We assign metrics to activities. This is, this is such an important conversation to have, Doc. So this is all going to filter through a very specific form. I'm just going to seed this now, but we actually have a form for you. We're going to give you as part of this, uh, part of this episode. So um, that's another win for you just from tuning in today's. Uh, we're actually going to give you our goal setting form that we use uh, in our organization for ourselves, for our doctors, for our clients, people we get to work with. And it's just amazing. So just so you know, you'll be able to download that if you go to the remarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast, there's going to be a link there where you can download the goal setting. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that before, Doc, you dive into this so that you know, Doc, as you're listening, hey, I have something I'll be able to write some of this stuff down. Definitely take notes now, but download that um, Download yeah. that tool. That's a, home, that's a homework assignment, Dr. Yeah. because that, that's, such a, that's a huge giveaway. It's a free gift for you guys from us to you. We want to make your 2020 more successful. This is one of the first things you'll do to set yourself up, to yourself up for a successful 2020. So yeah. listen to the podcast all the way through, take your notes as you go, but then afterwards go and download that form, print it out and sit down and re-listen to this episode, right? Listen to this again, looking eyes on this form and start filling this out. So there's your homework assignment from us. So, so good, Doc. So big, hairy, audacious goals. We talked about that and how important it is to have that ultimate vision. You just said ultimate vision. Let's just go with three to five years, guys. Let's, let's live in reality here, knowing the world is changing fast. And, you know, we don't know exactly where everything is going, but let's just go three to five. So that's your ultimate. Then you have your now, right? So this is the reality. Here's where we're at today. So to me, Doc, this is, now that you've collected the data from all of this past year, 2020, 2019, I have my now data, right? So that's my what's important now as I'm goal setting is I have data now from this past year. That's now. So I now know I have my eyes are on my dashboard. I see how, how much fuel we have. I see the RPMs. I see the MPH. I see where we are. That's now. So you've got your data. Okay. So we're going to go through that. So that's the now conversation. You've collected that data. It's flowed to you as a CEO. You have it in front of you. You're staring at your dashboard. So that's the now. The next is what we're going to dive into today is what's 2020's goals going to be. We're going to look at it through four, um, the four areas of the domains of your practice. We're looking at attraction, conversion, retention, and collections. Those are the four areas we're going to be focusing on the goal setting sheet. Dr. Steven, you want to talk a little bit about BHAGs and NHAGs because this is such an important, this is liberating for a lot of doctors is not just having the BHAG, but also having the NHAG. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, as absolutely. Said? So again, just crediting Jim Collins and his fantastic work in Good to Great. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite books of all time. So this is where I learned the concept of the BHAG and the NHAG. BHAG stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. NHAG stands for Next Happily Achievable Goal, right? So uh, the way this works in the remarkable practice is we put the BHAG at the end of the year as the Big Hairy Audacious Goal for the year, okay? And then we reverse engineer it by doing third quarter, second quarter, first quarter, NHAGs, right? So it's our next happily achievable goal each quarter on the way to the fourth quarter BHAG, right? So, you know, this is such a beautiful system and it works so well. And it's providing you have the metrics from this previous year, right? So you, you're showing up, as Dr. Pete said, you're showing up informed, 
right? And you're saying, okay, so I'm aware of where we are right now, our current reality, okay? I also have the ability to take a look at trending, right? So if you've done your stats right, you got reports that show you trending. Are we trending upward? Are we trending downward? Are we flat? In each of these categories, attraction, conversion, retention, and collections. And you should pay attention to that so that you can make intelligent, informed decisions about setting goals in the future. Um, you got to be careful here, guys. Goals can be um, either terrifically motivating to your team or terribly demotivating, right? So doctors, if you don't do this properly, uh, which unfortunately so many doctors do, right? So the, you know, the classic chiropractic approach to goal setting is what I like to call pulling it out of your butt, right? It's like, here's our goal. This is where we're going this year. We're going to hit this number of patients per week and this much in collections. And we're going to see this many new patients a month. And everyone on the team knows you are pulling those numbers out of your ass, right? They have absolutely no relevance to what you've been doing in the past. Like the best predictor of tomorrow's weather is yesterday's weather, right? So everybody in the room is going, oh yeah, doc. Yeah, that's, that's great, right? And they're nodding and smiling. As soon as you walk out of the room, they're rolling their eyes being like, here she goes again. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, and that is just demotivating. It's demoralizing as you go through the year, not hitting your goals. So don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to your team. Don't do that to your community. I want you to show up informed and, and I love ambitious goals. Don't get me wrong. I want you to stretch yourself and stretch your team. But for the love of God, guys, come from a place that you're informed and you're like, okay, here's our current reality. This is the trending. This is what we've been able to do. These are the goals that we're going to set based on these, based on the past performance, based on our big, hairy, audacious goal. And it is ambitious, but it's realistic and it's something that we could actually achieve. It scares the crap out of me, but at the same time, I also know that it's possible. I love that. I love the idea of that. We live in reality, but we live with, high, with an ambition, you know, because we have to be motivation um, and we have to be inspired. So the, the vision is the inspiration. And then, then we get motivated by the ambition that we set with our goals. So we start high, like here's our big hair audacious. So right, this is, we're inspired, Doc. We were inspired by the three-year, five-year, you know, the ultimate. Now we're, so we're inspired. You've got our attention. Wow, our hearts are moved. Our hearts are engaged. Now we go heart, head, hands, feet. So we start going and now we get into the head space, right? When you start getting into the ambition, it's really your mind has to wrap around that, right? So there's got to be, what are the behaviors that I'm expected of me? What are the outcomes? So we start to get this thing down into the logical brain. That's why I love to tell you, so this is living in reality. We make intelligent decisions and we set goals. We've got to see the trends, right? We've got to be informed going into this. And your team knows, I'm not going to try to make that sound that you made when you pull something out of your ass, but your team knows. <laughs> it needs the visual too, Dr. Pete. So I hope people watch this on YouTube because it's much more fun to see it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so the reality is, is that, okay, so we're at this point, Doc. So you've, you've got your, you got your year goal, your big heritageous goal. You set those goals for your whole organization, and you can set them for each department, right? So for attraction, here's our attraction big goal. Here's our conversion goal. Here's our collections goal. Here's our retention goal. So you've got the goals set. Then you reverse engineer them, and you break it down quarterly. And then you reverse engineer even further. You break okay. it down per person. And, and you get it you know, you know, weekly and then, or monthly and then weekly and then daily, right? So I mean, the level of intelligence that goes into this, but it's simple, right? We always say business isn't hard. It's organized. You've got to organize it. And this is a one step in the process, which is the goal setting form. So you've got to start here. So Dr. Steven, let's go into the first category of attraction. Uh, what are some of your, or, or if you want to go in a different place first, but what are some of your, your favorites when it comes to setting goals for the area of attraction? 
Yeah, let me flesh out the 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 bigger idea first a little bit before because yeah. it's going to go fast once we do, once we jump into the domains and the actual metrics. Like because most people they're like, okay, I get it. I have to look at the past. I have to get real about where we are right now and what we're capable of. And I want to stretch myself and my team, right? So I want to be ambitious. So we know all those things. And and then what you want to do is you want to be able to look and say, all right, let me set up something that's ambitious, but I but it's simple and clear. And everybody can see it. It's really concrete, right? Like it's a golden ring. It's the bell we can ring, right? So, you know, the, I, I love, you know, the, the ultimate codifying statement is Kennedy's, we're going to put a man on the moon, get him home safely by the end of the year, uh, by the end of the decade, right? So it, it just, it, it was a codifying statement that just spoke to millions of people that said, this is exactly what success looks like. This is what we're going, going to do. It was, it was very specific. It was measurable. It did, it happened or didn't happen. It was, it was quantifiable and qualified, right? It's exactly, we're going to bring them home safely. And it was time-based and everybody was mobilized by that. I think NASA was probably shocked and stunned by that because they were nowhere even close to that, but it was a big, hairy, audacious goal. And it, and it just put it out there in front of people and said, this is exactly what we're going to do. And it organized a couple hundred thousand people to make that happen. Just extraordinary over an extremely long period of time, you know, when it comes to goal setting. So impressive. Are you doing that same thing for your team? You've got to have a codifying statement. You know, Dr. Pete, you remember setting that goal of a thousand a week, right? So I remember saying that to my team at, you know, at 300 a week, we're going to build a practice that's going to go to a thousand a week, right? So we're going to become the team that attracts that into our, we are going to serve this community at the level that we attract that. We are going to train and organize ourselves so we attract that. No, I'm not talking about law of attraction. It's not, this is not passive. I'm talking about creating an environment that is a vacuum that pulls that into your business, right? So it was super clear that everybody knew that this was a three, four, five, six, seven year view that we were putting out there, but that was the bell we were going to ring. Not everybody's as crazy as you, Dr. Pete, and saying, in my first year, we're going to hit a thousand a week. That's just insane, brother. But it was a, it was a codifying statement. So I'm going to ask you, docs, right now, as you start putting down the BHAG, What's the codifying statement? Is it, we're going to 2X our business in two years? Is it 2X your volume? Is it 2X your revenues, right? We are gonna, we're gonna have a thousand um, visits a month. We're gonna, have, we're gonna have 500 active patients. We're gonna have 100 families in our wellness club. Like something that you can look at and be able to say, okay, we're gonna become a seven figure business. We're gonna hit the million dollar mark or we're gonna hit the $3 million mark. Something that everybody says, okay, I see it. I get it. You know, it scares the crap out of me, but I believe deep down inside that if we, if we brought our best, if we did our best work, that's achievable in that time frame. Now what they need is to say, okay, so exactly what needs to happen and what is my role in making that happen? Yeah. I mean, this is just so powerful. So doc, let's just keep it going. So it's going to boil down to individual roles, right? Positions and roles and the behaviors that come with them. So we call those KPIs. So KPI is, is the is the the metric then you have the behavior that drives the outcome then you have the then you have your vital science we've talked about which is your reporting so that's where the data gets collected and reported on but this this all is going to live on you know some of the things we've taught in the previous episodes it lives on things like the scorecard right you have you have you have this you know all collected this data is collected it's organized it's it's presented it's tracked it's reviewed but again it boils down to individual people taking very specific action, driving towards a very specific goal. And you've got to break these down into bite-sized goals, right? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So how do you achieve this big goal? 
one bite at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, one shift at a time, one patient at a time. That's right. right? One, one phone call at a time, one email at a time, one post at a time. It's, it's always back to the one, what's the next, one next thing that I can do, right? That's going to move me towards that. I love that, that book um, by Keller, the, the, uh, the One Thing. So it's really important to know what's the one thing I can do today that's going to drive me towards my ultimate vision. Right. Um, right. You know, and so doc, let's, can we, can we look at the, the categorically? Yeah, you know, absolutely. Just, so yeah, it will come down to the way it hits the ground is by individuals doing individual activities. Right. So in a, in a unified format, right. So ultimately if everybody knows exactly what we're looking to achieve, what their role is on the team and what activities they're going to be focused on and exactly what success looks like and how they're going to be measured, what their number is, right? So what their KPI is, we're going to get there, but let's go up to the CEO role here. So the CEO role has the executive goal setting form that uh, that's the gift that we're giving away to you guys. So when you look at it, you're like, okay, so let's look at it one quarter at a time. Okay. So we have placed our BHAG big, hairy, audacious goal for the end of the year, end of fourth quarter, 2020, where are we going to be? Back it into third quarter, back it into second quarter, back it into first quarter. So here we are. We're doing our goals form for first quarter, 2020. We're going to look at fourth quarter outcomes. And then from there, we're going to say that's our what we, what we would identify as our benchmark, right? This is where we're starting day one of Q1 2020 is how we ended Q4 2019. That's called your benchmark. So you give it a given metric and a metric is things like number of new patients, number of patient adjustments, collections, et cetera, right? Those are metrics. Those are categories of numbers, right? So the metric is the measurable. Then it's the benchmark, which is where did we start the quarter, right? So we're starting here. This is our benchmark. And then our goal is where are we going by the end of this quarter? Okay. So we're going to have a quarterly conversation now. So by the end of this quarter, we're going to be at this number. And then you have an activity that will predictably move the dial, right? So what activity, what can I do to drive that outcome? right? So we know we can't do an outcome. We do the activities that drive the outcome. So specifically, what is the activity to focus on that will predictably move the needle, right? So drive that benchmark towards that goal. So Dr. Pete, I like to divide things into attraction, conversion, retention, and team, team building traditionally, but because team building is a really hard thing to measure, um, we have collections here, which is a very important part, uh, really important thing to measure. So that if for those of you who are getting sphincteric when you hear me say attraction, conversion, retention, and collections, right? Collections is absolutely something you want to be measuring and that's the revenue and the cash flow, right? So if we look at attraction, I like from a high level to just very simply divide it into three downstream outcomes, right? So these are really downstream outcomes and we're going to go upstream from these downstream outcomes as we work with our leadership teams and the people that are inside of each of these domains of our practice, right? So we can do that through their scorecards. But for the CEO, you're way up top. So let's keep it simple. Separate your marketing, your, your leads. The purpose of marketing is to generate leads, right? So you separate your leads into internal leads, external leads, and digital leads, right? So these are your marketing activities. Internal campaigns, right? So your patients that come from internal activities, these are your existing patients from inside your practice. So here you have organic referrals, you have process-driven referrals, and you have campaign-driven referrals, right? So those are all your leads that are coming in from internal activities. Then you have external activities, which is everything that happens outside your practice that's not done online. So this is your dinner talks, your spinal screenings, your corporate wellness programs, your networking, your paraprofessional referrals, etc. right? So anything that happens outside your practice, those are external leads. 
And then you have digital leads, which is everything that's done online, right? So anything that's web-based, leads from your website, SEO, Google ads, your social media presence, campaigns, websites, et cetera, right? Excuse me, um, podcasts, et cetera, right? So whatever you're doing digitally uh, and including social activity would fall into digital leads. Those are my three favorite and they're super high level. Uh, but you know what? As the CEO, those are the numbers we're looking to move. So this is, this is powerful. I want to I wanna pause here and then we're going to dive into the next category, which is conversion. So I think one of the things, Doc, that a lot of doctors really focus on off, you know, as they start the year is we got to get more new people coming in the office, right? But one of the things that I've seen is that remarkable practice is what they have is they have all three tributaries working well, right? So it's, it's not that you just focus on one of them and say, well, I'm going to put all my eggs in the digital basket because it's 2020 and that's how people integrate. That's how people, uh, you know, market these days. Here's what I'm going to say to you, um, you know, what's old is new again, right? So, uh, you know, you've got to focus on all three of these. And as a CEO and as a coach, as a mentor, you know, what we do all the time is we, we continue to remind doctors how important it is to have all three of these working well. So, and you have to have a person in your organization who really takes the lead on each one of these categories. It could be the same person who maybe is in charge of one or multiple of them, but someone has to own this. They have to own the internal stream. They have to own that. And that's where you talked about that. It's not just so there's three things you have. You have the benchmark, which is, again, where we're starting right now. Again, that's where it's so important to collect the data coming in. Two is the goal. So this is where we want to end at the end of the quarter. And then three, the third thing is the behavior. The other element we have to add here is the name of the person who's responsible and who's going to own this, right? That's, that's the, the last piece is who owns this part. And that's going to translate onto a scorecard. We're not getting into that today. Just so you know, as, as you're listening, that there's somebody, because otherwise, you know what's going to happen, Doc? You're going to put your name on it. And you're like, well, I'm responsible for all these. Just because this is on the executive goal setting form doesn't mean that this is your, your you're not a, necessarily accountable as you're responsible for it, but everybody is. But someone's going to take ownership over this specific metric. This oh, specific. yeah, Doc. So, uh, I mean, I just, I, I just want you to see how this lives out. So, uh, in the way we always ran our team meetings were it was data-driven meetings, right? So we'd go right around the table. You know, I used to do the Franchin show, right? Where I would show up and I would run the meeting. And it was like, everybody would sit around the meeting and, and eat their lunch while I entertain them, you know, for an hour. And that was exhausting. And it, would, it wasn't informing me of anything, right? So I flipped the script on that totally. And I brought my lunch and I sat back and everybody else showed up prepared and they reported to me, right? So the, the information flowed to me. And, you know, just right here in marketing, if I had, for example, three associate doctors at any given time, I would figure out who was the best person to assign internal marketing to, and they owned it. And they were accountable to internal leads coming into the practice, organic leads, process-driven leads, and, ref and referrals from campaigns that were running. They didn't have to do everything, but they were accountable to it, okay? Everyone's responsible. One person's accountable, right? So they were the one that would bring the data to the meeting and discuss it. This was our goal. This was the activity. These were the outcomes. We're on goal or off goal, and this is why. And they would inform the team, and we'd have a conversation, an intelligent, informed conversation around how did things go around the internal campaigns that we ran last week and last month, and what's coming up this week and next month, and where do they need support? So there was a constant awareness that comes with the visibility of having some person accountable to that sector of generating new patient leads. And then it would go to the next person. The next associate doctor was the appropriate person was assigned to external marketing. And they were the one that was in charge of the networking, the outside talks, running the spinal screening team, et cetera. And they would report, these are the activities we did last week, last month. These were the outcomes versus the goals. And we're up, down, and this is why. 
And this is what's going on this week and next week. Next thing you know, there's a bright light shining on external marketing. We knew it was happening and we knew exactly what the outcomes looked like based on where we were, you know, where our goals were taking us. And then it was digital. Okay, so what do we got going on in digital? And same thing, same discussion. So you're shining bright lights on these very important parts of your practice. And each one of those doctors, for example, you may be on your team, it's, it's one of your CAs. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's you. Maybe you own one of those lanes, right? Or maybe it's uh, you've outsourced it to like a digital marketing expert, you know, what have you. Somebody has to be accountable to it and somebody has to report to the team. So there's a constant visibility and an awareness that's real time. It's what's important now. Absolute gold. We can drop the mic and go home, but we can't stop because we're setting goals for the next year. So Doc, let's keep going. Uh, we're diving into conversion. This is another critical category. So it's not enough just to get a bunch of leads coming in. You've got to be able to convert these people. Uh, again, you're in the business of saving lives. When business is good, everybody wins. And when we say everybody, we literally mean down to the patient. If a patient gets to your office and doesn't convert, doesn't start receiving the care, we've failed, right? We failed with our objective, right? Mission has not been achieved, right? So our mission is not just to get a bunch of leads and get a bunch of people from all these amazing your tributaries, external, internal, digital, the ultimate goal is to see lives transformed, to transform our communities uh, from the inside out. And so we do that where people actually begin to receive the care. So let's talk about conversion, which is the actual process of taking somebody who is a seeker, right? Somebody who has just happened to be cross your, your booth at the screening or happened to be at the business where you happen to do a lunch and learn that day or happened to listen to you on the radio or podcast or happened, right? Happen, happen, happen. Seeker. <laughs> I ran into you. Glad I did. Um, or not so glad, but hopefully glad. Uh, so that person becomes now a, you know, a believer and they become part of the family. So doc, let's talk about conversion. What are the goals that we're setting here? Yeah, let's keep it simple. Uh, if we're talking about internal, external, and digital, just do conversion percentages, right? So I think it's smart to tease those apart so that you have an awareness of, okay, so internal referred new patients who have a relationship with somebody who's already inside your practice, who knows you, likes you, likes you and trusts you. They're going to refer a person in. Guess what? That person's coming in. It's yours to screw up. That's a little bit of a difference, uh, you know, with somebody who finds you from a Google ad, right? Or somebody who has, you know, clicked on your webinar and watched that and is showing up. They don't have a relationship, a connection to your office. So I like to tease them apart because it informs your day one, day two, day three process. If you see that there's a this big disparity between your day one, day two, day three conversion rates for your internal new patients versus your external versus your digital, it, it makes you ask better questions. And there isn't one question, right? There's just like there's not one number. Dr. Pete, you hear me say all the time, one number is a fact, two numbers are a story, right? So I want to know like when you're talking about, well, my conversions are only 64% or whatever. I'm like, number one, that's pretty darn good when you think about it. Like most industries in the world would die to have that kind of conversion rate for a high price, a high ticket item, anything over, you know, 1500 bucks would be considered a high ticket item, right? So for, for those of you who are out there beating yourselves up on your conversion rates, just let me kind of put my arms around you for a second and just say, listen, what you're doing is, is truly remarkable. Like you have somebody who was like Dr. Pete said, wandering around a home show last Saturday and here they are Tuesday in the office and they're converting to care and saying, yeah, okay. 36 visits over the next 90 days. And um, uh, yeah, it's uh, $3,200. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, is, that, is, that is amazing. But that's, that's why we train. That's why we train and we have systems and process and scripting, et cetera, right? So conversion percentage speaks, a, it, it tells many, many stories. If you yeah. see the difference between internal and external or digital 
showing a big disparity. It tells you something about your day one. Maybe you're not making the empathetic connection to earn their trust so that somebody feels like, okay, I should move forward, right? So if you see a big difference between your external and your digital, maybe you should look at your digital ads and say, what's the message? What's the market message? What am I doing? Am I doing $29 x-rays or free x-ray exams and there's a lightning bolt going into a neck and a car accident ad or whatever? Like, I'm just saying it gives you the opportunity to stop and say, why is there such a disparity between the, the digital people coming in versus the internal, et cetera. And it, makes, and it allows you to make an informed strategic decision around your marketing activities. All right, Doc. So we're going to keep moving forward. Let me just let you know, as you're listening to this, we have a tool for you because we believe in tools because that's how we equip each other. So we've got a tool for you that's a gift. Um, it is the goal setting, the executive goal setting form. And you're going to be able to download that on our website. So the remarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast. I want you to go there today, theremarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast, download that form, okay? And then you can take these KPIs, these, these, um, yeah, these metrics that we're telling you, you can put them in or put your own in there, but use that form uh, as you move forward in 2020. Just wanted to get that in there. Okay, so then we've got attraction doc, we've got conversion, and specifically we look at conversion percentage. Let's go to retention and then collections. Let's, let's bring this thing home strong. Uh, so let's look at retention. What are the goals that we're setting for retention? What are some of your favorites? Uh, all right. So retention has a bit of more of a broad domain of favorites, if I could say that, uh, because it really has to do with what are you trying to accomplish in the practice right now? Remember, what's important now? What's important now? You use these metrics, these goals, these KPIs and scorecards to take your teams and make them focus on what's important now. So if you know your practice, you said, okay, so what we're going to work on right now is we're trying to really improve our first four month experience with a new patient because we know that if we do the first four months perfectly in the practice and they make it to their first re-examination and recommit to care at the you know at, at the four month mark, they stay forever. So that's where I'm going to focus the team right now. Right. So if you were to do that, then you'd say, okay, so what are the most important stats? I love the metrics of compliance percentage. Like kept visit average is the greatest predictor of PVA, right? So compliance percentage can, the importance of that cannot be overstated. When patients are compliant, it means that they're following the doctor's recommendations for care, which means that they're getting your best work, which means they're getting the best results. And people who follow your recommendations for care, they get the best results, they're happy, they stay pain refer, right? So ultimately, compliance percentage is huge and it's way upstream from PVA, patient visit average, which is what everybody measures, which is a great metric, but it's way downstream. Okay. So com I like, I like the uh, kept visit average as one for uh, retention is one of my faves. And then we call it stick rate. Uh, so R4 stick rate uh, means that somebody who has committed to a care plan makes it through their care plan. That would be stick rate. Okay. So if I say yes to a 36 visit plan, to uh, over the next four months, I want to know what percentage of people who said yes on day two make it to that 36 visit, make it to the four month mark. That would be considered a stick rate. So that's one of the most important metrics is stick rate. Uh, and then reconversion rate for those that make it to their end of their first care plan, for example, and they commit to an additional care plan, that would be a reconversion rate, right? So I love the reconversion rate as well because it's very telling because here we are four months into their care, for example, in this example, and they're going to decide, do I move forward or not? Uh, it tells you so much about the culture of your practice. It tells you about your process, your patient education, and the work that you're doing. Are you actually converting patients? And there's a difference between just converting them to get them started 
and converting them to get them to stay. It's yeah. one thing to get people to start care. It's a totally different animal to get people to stay under care. Yeah, we like to call it true conversion, right? So the true conversion process. Awesome, Doc. Well, those are three of my favorites as well. And hopefully they become some of our uh, listeners' favorites as well because those ones are truly telling. And I love that we went upstream beyond PVA. So important. So good. All right. So let's talk about the money. <laughs> Show me the money, right? So this is, this is what it all boils down to. I would say that ultimately, many of us are going to measure our success this year based on one thing. What was your revenues? What was your profit percent? What was, what was it at the end of the year? I mean, let's just be, just be real. That's why we're in business. The purpose of business is to create value. You know, we create value for someone else. We generate value ourselves. There's an exchange of value. That value comes in a form of money being That's transferred. Right. And so it really, we just need to call a spade a spade. We know that lives are being saved, lives are being transformed, money is being transferred and, um, and that's enabling uh, the world to become a better place. And so really important to see that this is about fulfilling your purpose. We talk about money, we talk about finances, we talk about value, we talk about purpose. This is an alignment thing. Are you aligned with your purpose? Um, so the last piece here, Doc, on the uh, executive goal setting form is collections. Absolutely. So um, my friend Garrett Gunderson taught me the expression that money follows value. Um, I don't know, almost 10 years ago now. So uh, and I raised my kids with that consciousness. Money follows value, right? So if you want more money, add more value. As soon as you stop thinking about, I want more money, I need more money. How do I go get more money and start thinking, how do I add more value? Your life changes. It's a pivotal moment for you. Uh, and I raised my children that way. They don't ever ask, dad, can I get some money? I want to buy some sneakers, whatever. They say, dad, how can I add some value? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. These brainwashed little buggers, they think differently. It's like, how can I add some value? If we showed up every single day and looked at our team and wondered as a leader, how can I add value here? How can I add value to you, right? To your team, right? Because remember, as the, as the CEO, the CEO makes the shift from the COO, excuse me, from the owner operator that said, the owner operator is like, I mean, I've got to focus on my patients so I can build my business and make more money, right? The CEO says, no, 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 I need to focus on my team so that my team can focus on my patients and we can build the business and make more money, right? Make a bigger impact, right? And make a bigger income. And that income, the metric is revenue, right? So at the end of the day, if money follows value, I ask you, how much value are you ready and prepared to add into your community in 2020? You have to ask yourself that question. Like I'm going to build the business and add, and I'm going to build the team. I'm going to create the team. I'm going to create the business that's going to deliver a million dollars worth of healing into this community or $3 million into this community. That's the value we're ready to add. So it changes the perspective on it and it makes it actionable, right? To be able to say, it's not just an outcome that spits out of this chiropractic machine at the end of the week, month, and year. It's literally, it's giving you a call to action to add value. So how do you measure this? The obvious is dollar signs, right? So it's like, okay, so what? ultimately I like collection visit average, which is what do you get paid per office visit? That's an important number to watch. It's almost like a unit cost in most other businesses is like, what do we get paid to deliver a service? Now we could get lost in the details of that question in five directions. So collection visit average or CVA is a really important metric to keep, okay? And then I also, I, I like to know what are your, total collections, like collections, meaning money's collected. If you're running an insurance-based office, you also probably track services, right? So this is like, how much, how much service did we deliver? What's the financial value of that versus the collections? And there's a difference between those numbers. So then maybe you watch the percentage of collections based on the, the disparity between those two things. And it's an important thing to identify. Um, uh, I also like 
case average? Like, so what is the average patient who, you know, becomes an active patient? What is, what is their, what's their lifetime value in the practice? Um, so there's a few of my favorites, Dr. Pete, when it comes to money. So good. Um, this has been such an, an incredibly powerful episode. And uh, this is one you as a listener probably should go back and listen to. And here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Share this with a friend. Doc, you said something on one of the previous episodes about um, how you love the end of year energy. And you actually maybe prefer to the beginning of the year energy. And here's one of the reasons why I think this can happen. Because the end of the year energy, you're, you're, you're taking in all of the happened in the past year and you're kind of reflecting on it. I think a lot of times the reason why people struggle with the beginning of the year is because there's a dread not knowing how do I set goals and how do I come up with a plan and what's the strategy and it's kind of overwhelming and I feel blindsided by it. Here's my thing. Take this form and use it this year. And also what I'm going to encourage you to do is share this with a friend. Share this with a colleague, somebody you went to school with, somebody who you're, you know, you have a connection with who's also in practice. Listen, we're in the business of saving lives when business is good. Everybody wins, but we're in the, we're in business and businesses work. It's hard and there's a lot of challenge to it. And so we want to make this more awesome and easy for you. We essentially want you to have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. That's our commitment to you. That's our, that's our, that's our, our heart for you. And so please take advantage of this. So this resource, this tool is available to you. It's not going to solve everything, but it's going to help direct and get things moving in the right direction. It's what's important now, if you ask me. So go to the remarkablepractice.com forward slash podcast. You can download this. Please share this episode with a friend. And also, I encourage you, if you haven't, listen to the previous two episodes at a minimum. The one that we did on goal setting part one, and also setting your 2020 vision. This combination, this three-part, you might call it a three-part series, should set you up for the most tremendous victory in this next year and moving forward. That's our hope for you because we know that if you are winning, everybody's winning. And like Dr. Stevens said, it's about making a bigger impact. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a bigger income. So the question we're going to, I'm going to leave you with this is how much value are you ready to invest in your community this year? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.